We go from glory to glory. Every day. Because we live in heaven. Heaven is our home. We're born in heaven. And we got all the works of Satan off our brains, so we're no longer performers like a circus freak show. We're sons and daughters of love. What does the book of John say? The one whom Jesus loved. Is that just for precious old spoiled brat John the Apostle? Mm, favorite, favoritism. Loves him more than me. <laughs> As for every disciple. People deal with that crap constantly. You can laugh at it now. But I know every one of you dealt with that. Called envy and strife. After you're born again, God loves them more than me. He got his blessing. Where's mine? Oh, I got bitter and angry. Now I'm going to go trade on some altars and de of demons and get back at God. Because he didn't do things my way. Seen it a hundred thousand times. And just kill yourself instead of hurting God. Because of your own sin. You're the disciple that Jesus loved. <laughs> okay? It's not about John. <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> and when it's about you, it's about love. And love makes it all about Him. <laughs> so it's not about you. It's about the glory. And it is a riddle. <laughs> and it is somewhat of a puzzle. But it's a drink as well, so it's easily solved. The problem is, is your brain can't figure it out. I mean, you could study the scriptures for a hundred million years and get nowhere. Get nowhere. You could do the New Testament your whole life to the jot and the tittle. I mean, that's what the Pharisees did. They strained a gnat and swallowed a camel. You know that? Because in Levitical law, if you ate anything unclean, then you couldn't go to temple for seven days or whatever. And they would strain gnats out of their wine because the gnat was an unclean thing. And if you drink something... Un so externally, they were like perfect. But internally, they swallowed a camel because there was no circumcision of the heart. They still loved the appearance and the knowledge of good and all the things of the religious demon externally. The law was never so that you could be the servants of Satan and his angels. Was, I mean, it's what it turned into because of man's condition. But the law was that you'd be circumcised in heart and serve him in spirit and truth. Jesus the Messiah is the fulfillment of the law. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I haven't come to do away with the law. I mean, look around in 2018. These people are more dead under the law than any time in history. <laughs> so the law is not done away with. It's just time to get fulfilled in Jesus Christ in your bellies. And the law is two things. It really is. Knowledge of good and it's the knowledge of evil. It's the ability of the flesh. <laughs> Did Jesus Christ show humanity the full potential of the fall? Yes, and it was necessary. Get it over with because we're so dumb. 
We probably would have taken a hundred million years to figure out what Jesus taught us in one generation in Sinai. Did Jesus teach them sorcery? Well, that's between you and God to decide. <laughs> Let me just say, it wasn't a perfect covenant. That's what the Bible says. It was not a perfect covenant. It was the way of the natural man. It was the way of the natural realm. And it was only types and shadows so that you could find the Messiah and live in the glory. Anyone that doesn't live in the glory and lives under Levitical law or even the law of the new covenant scripture without the spirit of grace is dead in their sins at this moment. <laughs> so the whole point of it is, is have a drink. Have a drink of grace. Have a drink of the glory. Have a drink of divine love. Have a drink of the gift of God. Have a drink of the divine child. Fill your whole body with the Messiah. Otherwise, you're going to be living in some sorcery, some witchcraft, some voodoo-doo-doo. You know, that's one of the main temptations in 2018 we've dealt with as a ministry. We lost a couple hundred people to demons this year. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. It's the best year of my entire life, and a lot of refinement inwardly and upon the bride. And you know that refinement is so necessary to get hell and death out of your bellies, out of your spiritual stomachs, out of your heart's root system, so that you can have only the roots of David, the fountain of living waters, inside your bellies, so that you're clean and spotless bride of Christ and not immoral and idolatrous forever. I mean, this, this refinement was so severe in 2018, but so beautiful. In the eyes of God and the angels, it was glorious. God says that 2019 is going to be a thousandfold more glorious. <laughs> You're going to see what all 2018's refiner's fire was for. Your glorification. Those whom He's chosen, He's also justified and glorified. Amen with the Shekinah fire, the Shekinah glory. You're the burning bush, and we had to get you out of the way to realize Him in you, Christ in you, the realization of the glory. Otherwise, we're just going to be inner court, outer court Christians another 2,000 years, and we're never going to have the fruit of the divine womb, <laughs> the fruitfulness of the Messiah in your spiritual womb. And this is the womb of the morning star, Christ rising in your hearts. And this is the dawning of day for all nations. I saw visions all throughout the day today of the symbol of medicine, which are two snakes wrapped around a pole. Moses said, I'm going to lift up a pole with a serpent on it. Anyone that looks at the pole will be healed. Jesus Christ is the serpent on the pole. Amen. Amen. So that anyone that looks to Him is healed. <laughs> and by His stripes you are healed. This healing is for all nations. And it comes from your eye being single and not double. Mm -hmm. 
When your eye is single, your body is full of light. In other words, when you only are looking at Jesus and not yourself, you're singly minded and the glory flows. When you're double minded, you're looking at yourself and Jesus. That's Christian immaturity. And when you're born again, you're clean and you're born again single minded. But people that don't know what they're talking about put some garbage on your head, put some lies on your brain. You know, Belial came around through all these pastors and ministers of the inner court and they told you, here's the yoke of works. Now become a performer. You gotta, you gotta go do witnessing. You gotta go heal people. You gotta give prophecies. You gotta treasure hunt. You gotta do, 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 do. And it's what, that's what a Christian does. And you have a hundred thousand different charismatic schools of do, do, voodoo. And it's not about hitting the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. It's not about bearing fruit that lasts. It's not about actual development of the Spirit. It's not even New Covenant. It's satanic. It's completely and totally satanic, and they suck you dry spiritually and financially. It's a multi-billion dollar market. All these charismatic garbage schools in the nations. And they turn them into Bible colleges, and I went through that whole system too. And I tell you the truth, it was total hell on earth. In fact, I saw the principality that they served. I saw Jezebel in the sky above North Central University and chains going to 1,500 students. It's true. I had just graduated and I was in full-time inner city missions and I was fasting and in prayer and I went to chapel because I'm alma mater, you know, I want to go hang out, I want to worship God, I want to bless all my friends that are still seniors in college and was discipling them because I was always the most radical Christian and God said wave your hand over the students and waved my hand over the students 1500 students started choking and coughing with demon possession of religious snakes and God said look up and I looked up and I saw Jezebel the queen of heaven the principality of external bewitchment and chains were going to all these Christians with their hands raised and they were worshiping Satan and not the Lord Jesus. 100% bewitchment rate. 100%. And that's how bad it is in the charismatic church. And that's what's wrong with all their schools, all their teachings. And it's all fear-based. You know, they don't know the love of the Father. The love of the Father is not set like a seal on their heart. And in fact, you come out of that fear-based system of the beast, the red dragon and the false prophet, They'll take the mark of the beast off your hand, they'll take the mark of the beast off your forehead, and you're excommunicated from the whore of Babylon. That's what the mark of the beast is. That you are excommunicated from false Christianity. And I got excommunicated from false Christianity just days after I saw that vision. The devil know, knows those who have spiritual vision and those who have spiritual stature and spiritual power. And when you're kicked out, of the synagogue, so to speak, just like Jesus was and just like John the Baptist was and all the renegades always were, Paul was. I mean, my God, give me a break. If you're going against Satan's religion, you are going to be excommunicated. Your heart will grow, and that's a good thing. That means that the mark of the beast has been removed from your forehead and from your hand. <laughs> And, we, and I've seen people do it in strange fire, too, so it's not always because of spiritual growth. Sometimes it's just because of people's rebellion, and they're just a circus freak show and mentally ill. 
But if you grow in the tree of life to a certain level of stature and your roots into the underworld, into the bowels of the nations, and you change the root systems of the nations, and you change the atmosphere and eject the prince of the power of the air so that holy angels can fill the atmosphere of the breath of life and influence all the mental rays of the nations and all the thought life of the nations is influenced by the tree of life instead of the tree of knowledge. Everyone can see that in the spirit world. I mean, in the natural world, when you're Laodicean, you can't see anything and you're blind because you think you see, but you're actually blind. Religion is total blindness. But in the spirit world, the kingdom of hell sees it. The kingdom of heaven much more importantly sees it so that God can promote you because <laughs> you're real and not fake. And it's all about pleasing the Father. And you're tested and tempted all the time by people that are demonized, and most Christians are demonized, most, the vast majority, there's no question about it, most ministers are demon-possessed, otherwise they wouldn't put a satanic yoke on you. People spend billions of dollars to learn from demon-possessed ministers, and they get a, a yoke of charismatic witchcraft put on their heads, and they come around the sons of God, and they're an open snake pit and they start squirming like this. They're, I mean, if I hadn't already seen it a thousand times, maybe I'd say there's something there. There's nothing there. I mean, we're so far deep into this thing, there's just nothing there. Move, Carry on, moving on. We're going to bring the river. We're going to bring the flood. We're going to bring the real deal. It's going to be free. It's going to be free for everyone to drink. They'll be very thankful afterwards. You'll never worry about finances. Jesus never had to worry, never had to care, because he wasn't a sinner. His heart wasn't connected to the altars of fears, which are demons. His heart was 100% the Father's from conception. That's why He's the Messiah. Now, the gift of the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, is for your heart to be free from fears, so that you don't serve any other God except the living one, the holy one. And that's the main issue every single one of you is dealing with. you got a couple foxes in there couple fears and don't even water it down what it is is serving at the altars of demons now it's a stronghold and you justify it by ac accusation you do anything to pr protect your secret altars to the point you will murder me an apostle or another apostle over and over and over again in order to protect yourself from actually becoming real and entirely God's. That's why they murder the true prophets and the true apostles so repeatedly. Because we reveal you are still serving secretly at altars of demons. And it makes you look bad and you want to cake your faces with makeup and look good in front of others. That's the only reason why they murder the prophets. See, because the prophets expose your hearts. <laughs> and we don't do it out of hate. We do it out of love. Because we want you to be entirely gods in the glory. And to have no other gods besides Him. The first commandment. Is there a promise attached to that commandment? It's the promise of glory. It's the promise of transfiguration. I tell you the truth. If there is even one fox in your heart, or one fly in your head, you will stop growing. You come to a place where you say yes to that fox or yes to that fly, 
and you go away and your glory fades and you'll never see the next level of glory. It won't be waking up to excitement in God anymore. It'll be about just maintenance and your love waxes cold. That's what happens hundreds of thousands of times. That's the common thing that humans do. That they grow to a place where they say no to God because they have to sacrifice that fox in their heart, which is your garden. (laughs) And the fox is more important to you than God. So catch me the little foxes that spoil the vineyard, that you may be drunk with love. You want to be drunk with the Holy Spirit? Be drunk with love. Catch the foxes. Slaughter your altars to fears and you'll be wholly intoxicated in a fearless state of ecstasy, even in the face of death. Even in the face of death. With no hypocrisy, we have faced death on a daily basis. Kidnapping, murder, continuous drug dealing. We have tested this gospel in the worst ghetto ghetto in the upper Midwest, North Minneapolis, for 10 years, every single day. And in Mexico. We've seen a lot of crazy stuff in Mexico, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Real crazy stuff. And this gospel works everywhere in North America against demons, devils, fears, hell, the underworld, the fallen angels. There is nothing in existence that can stop you if you get real in your heart with God. You become invincible by moral resurrection, which is... No foxes, no idols, no secret sin. And the secret sin in there is not the obvious ones of alcohol, pornography, immorality, lust, you know, the greed, the money. Those are very obvious ones. The greed and the money is a big one, major one in the golden calf of all humanity. That's the easy default thing in fear. We'll just trust in money and not God. But God will make himself real to you. He understands where you're at. He's not angry with you because you're full of doubt and unbelief. He understands where you're at. And he'll develop your faith and grow you like a mustard seed into perfect faith. So you can walk in perfect glory. Walk in perfect bliss and perfect peace forever on earth as it is in heaven. He's already been doing that in your life. And it's accelerating because you guys have a good foundation. It's about three dozen of you that really enjoy the teaching of righteousness in the ways of heavenly Jerusalem. It may seem like a small number, but three dozen is the best it's ever been. I mean, Jesus only had like three that were like that. We have three dozen. This is the strongest the army of the Lord has ever been. (laughs) Amen. It's true because it's for the healing of the nations. It's for the healing of eight billion people. Don't worry about who's going to reject it. You receive it. It's not about others. It's about you. You're only held accountable for your own relationship with God. You don't have to have any accountability for your neighbor, (laughs) even for your spouse. Did you continue growing with God? Did you sacrifice your foxes and flies, your idols, your demons, your altars, of all this, the junk in your heart that you didn't want people to know about, but every angel sees it, and we're just like, when are you going to deal with it? When are you going to stop playing games with God? 
When are you going to get real? When are you going to go all into the river and get over your little ankle-deep commitment, your little knee-deep, you know, shoulder-deep, oh, man, you're real advanced, shoulder-deep. Do you know that it really doesn't even get fun until you're underwater, hundredfold, full throne room, sealed in the throne room, and then every day is an adventure of a greater glory. I've been on that path for 19 years, where every day I wake up thrilled with excitement, no exception, 19 years. Even during my little stints of backsliding in college and dumb stuff that I've done, I've always recognized the presence of God, the power of God, and today was going to be a thrilling adventure. <laughs> and every day for 19 years has consecutively been the best day of my life because we go from glory to glory, and Jesus is just that real in me. And let him be that real in you also. Amen. Jesus is the most realest, down-to-earth person you'll ever meet. He doesn't, he's not just this mystic guy floating in the air. He's, he's dealing with the real stuff in your stomach. He's dealing with the real stuff in your heart, in your spiritual roots. He's dealing with all of the roots of fears, all of the roots of rejection, all of the roots of sickness and disease, all of the roots in your nations. Because he's... He wants you to have the best possible life on earth to walk with the Father in the coolness of the day. He's the workhorse. He's the white horse. He's the rider. And he's got spiritual blinders on. And he's glad to do it so that you can know who you are in God the Father and, that, and why he died on the cross for you. To live in the highest possible state of mind, the mind of Christ, and go from glory to glory and be thrilled with excitement to live life, the Zoe life, the river of life. God is a God of joy and life and abundant freedom. Every time Jesus Christ of Nazareth revealed the Father in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it enhanced the party. It enhanced the life. There was never a strangulation. Jesus never came in and said like, Oh no, fun's over. Now let's do some works. You better go hand out tracts. You better go heal some sick people. Jesus healed sick people because he was on his way to the party and they just happened to be in his path. It's true. It is true. He was not a worker. He was a lover. And since they were just in his way, and they were dead, and he's the resurrection life, he's like, it's going to be fun. I'm, yeah, I'm going there because it's going to increase my glory. It's going to increase my enjoyment of my father. He's not a slave. He's a son. You are not slaves. You are sons. This entire adventure with God is to increase your fun. If it's not fun, it's not God. Let all the religious spirit be cast out of your bellies, out of your bowels, out of your spiritual wombs, so that the joy of the Lord can be your strength. <laughs> there is no strength in self-promotion. There is no strength in looking good in front of others. There's no strength in appearances. There's no strength in the knowledge of the brain. It is total weakness, and it's an absolute submission to Satan and his angels. Everything you do in sin empowers hell over your heads. 
And that's why we're so passionate about this, because we hate hell. We hate seeing people serve fallen angels. We want you to serve the living God in love and in joy and in freedom and in drunken glory. Amen. Which is love. <laughs> the drunken glory is the resurrection wine. When Jesus rose from the dead, He was drunk with the Father's love for Him. <laughs> it's true. You study the Scriptures, the Messianic prophecy, the strong man having risen after too much wine to drink, the wine of God's love, like a strong man rising from a slumber or rising from the dead. It's a prophecy of the Lord Jesus in His resurrection the third day, coming up out of hell, out of the bowels of the earth, drunk with the Father's love. That's the Holy Spirit resurrection, drunken glory. That's why the demons have gone insane the last 10 years against this drunken glory movement, because this is the resurrection wine, the best wine for last. It's the end of Freemasonry. It's the end of Hades and death in the underworld. The earth has already opened up and began swallowing all the waters of the red dragon. And the earth is helping that woman, humanity. Humanity doesn't know how to win against these spiritual problems. They're in psychology. They're in uh, the, pharma, the pharmacy industry is trillion dollar industry. They're all on half America's on drugs. You know? <laughs> and so we have to open up the earth and help the woman, which is humanity. The woman of the book of Revelation is mankind. Why woman? The bride of Christ crushing the serpent underfoot in the garden. The promise to Eve. Woman is man. Man went into woman, even though woman came out of man. Oh, come on somebody. Eve came out of Adam in the glory, God's way. But when they fell, Eve came out of the glory. Adam followed woman out of the glory. So man is inside woman in the state of the fall. That's why it's all about the woman, because it's coming out of the curse, the reverse of the curse. Amen. <laughs> and man is inside woman, but in the glory, they're both sons. Amen. And they are kings and queens of heavenly Jerusalem. The bride of Christ is the glorified, resurrected queen of heaven when she recognizes Jezebel the prince of the power of the air, and repents of all of her bewitchment of serving familiar spirits of Egypt pretending to be Jesus Christ. And she realizes the Messiah has been inside her spiritual womb since the day she was born again. And she's been looking for him in the wilderness of her own soul. Literally 2,000 years. Literally 2,000 years. And we've already cried so many times over how bad the situation is, dealing with it for generation upon generation. Now he's going to turn all of our sorrow into joy. He's going to wipe away all our tears, and we're going to enter the joy. We're going to enter the glory by spiritual and moral resurrection, also called the drunken glory of the Lord Jesus' resurrection from the dead. For this is the third day since Jesus, for a day is as a thousand years. It's the day of the Great Awakening, 
And it's all because of recognizing the Lamb inside us and receiving everything He is as our God and Savior through our own spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.